Happy New Year. I was going to start singing the beginning of the book a lot like Christmas. I, I, I still have me turkey here. See? Yeah. Sorry about that. Still have me turkey there. Yeah. Because I kind of miss Christmas already, do you? It kind of went a bit too quick, didn't it? It was all over before it even started. That's what happens every year at Christmas. It's a kind of huge anti-climax. We build up to it for weeks and months. And then all of a sudden, Christmas Day happens and we go, oh, is that it? So it's finished now. We're back to work soon. Anyway, today we decided what we would do is, because it's obviously New Year's Day, and unlike other podcasts and other shows, we're back today rather than coming back tomorrow. We decided we'd get your predictions for 2024. Now, before we do that, can I point out as well that a lot of people might want me to talk about what happened in Ring's End, of course, over the weekend. And as you know, a building that was designated, according to the government, as a homeless hub for homeless families, although they could have communicated that to the locals a little bit before now, uh, was burned down. Now, there's no suggestion, by the way. Well, there is a suggestion that it was done intentionally, but there is no investigation into that yet. And there is no proof that that's the case yet. So it may not. It may have been an electrical fire. It may be an accidental. I don't know. We don't know yet. But there is an assumption that it's the right winger responsible for it. And let's be clear. I unequivocally condemn all violence, criminal activity, and any suspected arson of any buildings whatsoever as should any logically-minded person. Because for logical debates on various issues, including, you know, arson, uh, if proven, must be universally condemned by everybody. Because it's wrong. And it puts lives at risk, by the way. Not just the lives of the people who may actually be there and live in the surrounding area, but also of those who work for the emergency services. So everybody should condemn, if indeed it was an intentional fire. Now, some of the Rings End residents have expressed concerns in the past, and they kind of feel voiceless about, you know, the newcomers to their community, separate from the minority who engage in criminality. Local politicians have let those citizens down over the last few months because, um, let's be clear, it is only a minority that engage in criminal activity and they're not representing them. They're not standing shoulder to shoulder with them um, and expressing their genuine fears in the doll because that is how they communicate with, I suppose, the government. If the building was indeed intended as a family hub for the homeless, inverted commas, which is what all the politicians are now saying, as stated by local politicians and national politicians and the media all weekend, why wasn't that communicated to the residents earlier than now? These same local politicians who ignored the concerns and vilified locals only recently, maybe because that was not the intention and this is another way of vilifying a community by saying it was a family homeless hub. Why are the concerns being dismissed and why are they being written off as a fringe right-wing community when that's not exactly what they are? Some of them may be, but most of them are not. They're just concerned citizens. I mean, the issue is not going to go away until the government actually addresses it. And we have a societal and civic duty to address the issue and the community concerns, which are quite clear in this particular case. Most communities would welcome dialogue with local and national politicians, you know, at community meetings, that they could be transparent and talk about the fact that it was going to be a family hub for the homeless people. But sadly, this is lacking, leading to the vilification of and lies um, by politicians, fueling frustrations, fueling anger, and it just makes matters worse. So we need to change how we do things. We can't continue down the same reckless route of immigration that we're doing in this country at the moment. Yes, those who need to be looked after should be looked after in every way possibly. And we should be doing that, you know, as it's a humanitarian crisis, of course. But we can't just be a free-for-all situation either, where you just dump people into hubs all over the country and expect the local communities to be able to pick up the pieces. You need to be transparent about how you do that. But our government are not doing that. 
And I say that if indeed this was set deliberately, it shouldn't have been, and we should all condemn it. But I understand the frustration and the angers of people who are out there who are not condemning it. I do understand their anger, and I understand the frustration. And the government are the ones to blame for the anger and frustration of people in society when it comes to immigration policy, because they're not addressing it. By their own admission, only two months ago, Ireland is full. Isn't that what they said? Well, they didn't quite say that. What they said was, we have a capacity as a country and we've now reached that capacity. That's like they say, a bucket has a capacity and we've reached the capacity, which in other words means the bucket is full. And yet Timmy Dooley was tweeting this morning suggesting that, you know, this kind of cheerleading by saying Ireland is full should be outlawed and investigated by Angarda Shikana and those responsible. Now, I don't know whether Timmy is suggesting that everybody, by the way, who uses the tag Ireland is full should all be arrested or something like that. That certainly would be madness. Anyway, let's get to predictions for 2024. We want to get your predictions. And don't forget, by the way, please, for 2024, we appreciate all the support we've got in 2023, the donations, the subscriptions that you've given us. Remember, it all costs money. We don't get paid for doing this. We have our own full-time jobs. We do this because we love it, and we do it because we want to give you an uncensored platform on radio, podcast, or wherever it happens to be. So please subscribe on our website, www.nileboylan.com. You can subscribe there for $5.99 a month, not including VAT. And you can also donate if you just want to give a one-off donation to help us to continue to do this because we really need your support. All this costs money. As you can see, we've upgraded our cameras and everything else. That's why it looks nice and clear. And I look a little bit pasty, so we'll have to change the lighting. Anyway, but as you can see, we've upgraded things over the, over the Christmas period. All that costs money because we want to make it good. We want to make it right. We've got some really great interviews lined up over the next few months too. One which is going to blow your mind, by the way. Some of that stuff will only be available on the website through subscription. And that's how we, are, we get this to pay. We get it to pay for the expenses of this, of course. The uploading, the hosting, the electricity, all that costs money. So please support us if you can. And every day, we pick one person who's either subscribed or donated, and they get themselves a smug mug, a Nile Boylan podcast smug mugs. And we have new ones, by the way, which on the back of that mug there, as you can see the picture on the screen, they have, um, what is it? Oh, yeah, female adult human, or no, woman, adult, human, female on the back. Just for a little bit of controversy. Now, let's look at some of the predictions. Actually, I'll talk about my predictions in a few minutes. I want to hear your predictions. Political, societal, environmental, and otherwise, what are your predictions for 2024? You can WhatsApp or you can text right now at 85 122.55. That's 085-122.55. Let me go to Nicholas if I can first. Nicholas, hi, how are you? Hello, Niall. Lovely to speak with you and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Nicholas. Are you there? I'm there, yes. I'm probably just coming in a little bit. On the, the sound is not... Uh, oh, okay. Let me just uh, okay, try then. and get the sound right, please. That'll be great. Uh, That's okay. wonderful start to 2024. Technical problems. Yes, I can hear you fine, Nicholas. Go ahead, Nicholas. What do, oh, what do you think your predictions well, in 24 would be? Well, first, I want to agree with your some of your list of predictions. I think most of them are spot on, um, particularly no vote in the family uh, referendum. Yeah, uh, I think the hate speech bill will be put through and I think it's going to wreak havoc because the people who are implementing it don't realize that the people they're implementing it on are going to use it against them in a very vigorous manner. Uh, so that'll really turn around and bite them in the ass, as they say. 
Um, I also agree with your reference to healthcare, housing, uh, you know, um, and the early election. The only difference with that is, I'd say, I think it'll be a Sinn Féin and either Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael coalition. Um, that, that would be my... Well, I, I, I think the plan currently by Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael is probably to wait until Sinn Féin are polling less than 30 for three or four months in a row. Because as you can see, Sinn Féin's polling figures have dropped. And they'll wait yeah. till those polling figures have dropped substantially for maybe a run of two or three months. And then they'll strike with an early election because obviously they don't want yeah. Sinn Féin in there. So they, if they believe between Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and the Greens, uh, they can get enough votes to keep Sinn Féin out with an early election. Yeah. I think they'll do that. And also the suggestion now is, uh, Leo Varadkar said over the weekend, that he wouldn't uh, object to Eamon Ryan being the Taoiseach. Can you imagine? Well, uh, okay. <laughs> Talk about a nightmare, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> could you, could you uh, actually imagine Eamon Ryan being the Taoiseach of Ireland, the Green Party, having the power? What a disaster for the country. But I, I, I still hold out on the possibility of Sinn Féin going into coalition because... Uh, the other two will basically shaft each other in 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 a, in a, in a, in a breath, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. if, if it's uh, uh, beneficial for them. So you know, um, and I think Sinn Fein are losing ground because they've they've aligned themselves too closely with. Being a, I mean, there's there's no difference in my very difference. No, there's no difference at all. They just do things quicker. That's all. They're a socialist party, so they 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 have yeah. exactly the same agenda as the government. They just try and do it a little bit quicker. And probably more obvious. Yeah, they're starting to cop on that people actually are not as stupid as they think they are, and uh, are actually seeing through, you know, the the nonsense that they're they're talking around all the issues that that are contentious. I I suppose with my own, I don't, I I wouldn't be as stupid, you know, in terms of political predictions. I I would have hopes rather than predictions, which is. Uh, and so I, what I'd be hoping for in 2024 is less divisiveness in Irish society, um, mm. you know, more transparency in government especially. Well, as my father used to say when you talk about hope, I think you have two hopes of that. And my father used to always say none and Bob. <laughs> Which, I, so I, I think the divisiveness is going to get worse. And I blame the government. I'm not blaming the government for somebody setting fire to a building, if indeed somebody did set fire to a building. I'm not blaming the government directly for that. That's an individual who has criminal, obviously, intent. But I am blaming the government for creating a division and anger and frustration by not addressing the issues that people are concerned about. Well, that's, that's why I put less divisiveness in, within our society at the top of my hope list, you know, because... I think if, if there's less divisiveness, it means people are standing closer and listening to each other and discussing things, you know, in, in a, like you're trying to create a forum for, for, for open, respectful discussion, you know, regardless of people's opinions. And I think if we can get more of that, and that's why I think what, what you and your, your, your team are doing is really a great public, like you talk about public service broadcasting. If you can continue to do that, um, I think that would go a long way. I mean, uh, uh, as I say, the transparency is a big issue. Um, the, the lack of transparency allows all sorts of terrible things to go ahead, like the hate speech bill and like uh, the, the migration crisis that's there. Yeah. Uh, I, one of the things I was hoping is I think our society has been damaged an awful lot in the last few years. And I think what I was going to say was I, I would hope for a kind of a journey, if you like, of healing or rebuilding Irish society um, with a big focus on health, housing and education. Um, that would be my hope. 
And I, I don't, I think like, you know, yeah, we, we need we need to get away with the, get away from the you know Helen McEntee's pet project of speech and those things that really don't make a huge amount of difference to society. Those silly things. This referendum in March is a complete not a waste of money. It's completely unnecessary. Yeah. It, it means nothing. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to do anything. They keep talking about oh we're changing from woman to carers because we want to value carers. You can value carers without putting them into the constitution. Just make laws to pay them properly. You know what I mean? So we don't we don't need to do all of that nonsense. I agree. Once you just once you destroy the family unit, which is what's happening here, you destroy society. And you know, then if you think the last three or four years are bad, <laughs> you, can, you can you can hope for a lot worse once you destroy the family unit or the definition of it. In, in, in that yeah. case, I'm going to do, do me a favor, Nicholas. Just stay there for a second because I want to go to Madeline as well because I don't just Madeline hasn't got too much time. Madeline, hi. How are you? Hi, now I'm happy new year to you. Happy new year to you too, Madeline. Uh, Madeline, Nicholas kind of is going along with a lot of the stuff that I put up on Twitter over the weekend, my predictions. I'll read them out for those who haven't read my Twitter account in a few minutes. But I mean, what are your predictions for 24? Well, you know, unfortunately, I didn't even feel like celebrating New Year's last night because uh, just over the Christmas, two people very close to me um, had reason to go to Bowmount, uh, one to Bowmount and one to the Matter Hospital uh, through the accident and emergency. And um, I'm actually very fearful um, going into this year and the future because what's happening in the hospitals now is it's dangerous, it's immoral, it's illegal, it's inhumane and bordering on criminal the way people are being treated in the hospital. I'll give you the two. I'll give you two examples. One of them attended Bowmount on the 17th of December after an eight-hour wait was told in front of a room full of people, oh, you have to come with me, we need to give you an enema. Okay. People beside the person were absolutely shocked and saddened. That's that a bit embarrassing, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So on the way, as she thought, into a room to have the enema, the nurse said to her, this happened 17th of December in Bowman, I don't have a bed, I'm going to have to bring you into the toilet. Oh, no. Into a public toilet and into a cubicle, told her to squat while she gave her the enema. That's horrendous. I cried when this person told me this. I thought this how was old, unbelievable. How old was the the lady or gentleman? Was it a lady or gentleman? That... 60, 67 and going through horrendous uh, the immu immunotherapy uh, for okay. cancer. Oh my. And then was left sitting in the bathroom and I, I was speechless. It's, it's not often I'm speechless, but I was absolutely I'm speechless even listening to you that somebody would be treated in such an inhumane way. I mean, that's the, talk about taking away somebody's dignity. You know what I mean? Oh my God. So the girl she was sitting beside was on her second day back to the hospital in her 30s with a broken shoulder and a broken arm. They didn't have the facilities to scan or have a surgeon see her. So she was sent home two days running to return to the hospital to see could they scan her. The second incident, somebody also very close to me went to the VHI paying big VHI money. Something showed up on an ECG, told her to go to the matter, A&E, that she would be seen to quite quickly because they had a cardiology people yeah, down there. of course, yeah. After eight hours, she was seen. The nurse proceeded to sit beside her, again in a waiting room with a tray on her lap and withdraw her blood. Right. In public. In the waiting room. And in a waiting room. And, I mean, I just thought there's no way is Leo Vradker, Michal Martin or Helen McEntee going to go through any of that and I just don't see why. Yeah. Irish people who have worked hard all their lives, pay their taxes, some of them paying through the nose for VHI are being treated in this. It's inhumane. You wouldn't do it to a dog in a, in a vet. 
No, you wouldn't. You literally wouldn't do it to a dog in a vet. And I've never seen that being done to a dog in a vet that brought into a treatment no. room. I mean, why would no, you take bloods in the waiting room? That doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's not so, even hygienic. It, it's, it has to be absolutely illegal. It has to contravene every health and safety rule in a hospital. And then, and did you make a complaint, Madeline? Did you make a complaint? The, complaint, the, the people will be making complaints. Oh, they will. Oh, they I will. Like to think I don't be, know yeah. how. Yeah, absolutely. But I, this is all in line with this um, embargo um, on recruitment, which was the government's fault because they mismanaged the health budget. 7,000 critical jobs have been scrapped. So if you have been fortunate enough not to have to visit a doctor or an A&E department over the last few months, people will have to wake up that this is what is happening. This is your, your future in uh, uh, healthcare. I mean, I, I know somebody recently went to A&E, to Beaumont A&E with pains in their chest and after nine hours they gave up and just signed yeah. themselves out. Thankfully, there was nothing wrong with the person in the end. It turned out it was probably just wind or something. Maybe, I don't know, indigestion. It could Because sometimes a heart attack can be confused as indig indigestion. can be confused as a heart attack. Of course. Um, of course. So obviously it was just indigestion. Otherwise, the person probably would be dead by now. But in saying that, they signed themselves out after nine hours. Nine hours. I, I've seen all over the Christmas there on a couple of posts up on Gripped Media and that um, people have went into children's hospitals with children and after five, six hours just had to go home because they could not keep the child sitting there. I know of a child that went in after ripping his arm on a railings, didn't have a surgeon, sent the child home with at least a two inch gap the length of his arm, told him to come back tomorrow, they may have a surgeon. So this, these, yeah, well, and he, these are not horrible. Well, here's the thing, here's the thing, Madeline, and I'll say this to Nicholas as well because Nicholas mentioned the health care and housing. We've had the same problem with the HSE since the regional hospital system closed many, many years ago. You know, and Michal Martin, of course, was one of the original ministers for health at around the time when we changed from the regional hospital to the HSE. We've had nothing but problems. It hasn't changed. Every single minister for health, including Leo Varadkar, who was minister of health at one stage, James Riley, um, Mary Harney, and many others, have said exactly the same thing. They would fix it, and they haven't. And the question is not no. usually about money, because they're pumping money into it. There's more money than that's actually needed. The problem is there are too many arseholes working in there, walking around holding folders in their hand and doing absolutely nothing and being paid six-figure sums for it. And there isn't enough people actually on the front line. Well, 7,000 critical jobs have been scrapped because of the embargo. Um, and this is no reflection on the doctors or the nurses in the hospital. It's the system. But people mm -hmm. will have to do, people of Ireland will have to stand up and do something about this because this involves everybody because it's not everybody can afford uh, private health insurance. And even, as I say, one of the people involved in this has paying top dollar for VHI was still sent into the A&E uh, accident and emergency. And then I, I also read our CSO figures are totally incorrect and the uh, alternative media sites uh, reckon we have an extra million people in this country. We have. That is putting a lean on our medical health. This is going well, to... Well, the, the official figure for the population of Ireland is what's a 5.1 million now, right? But realistically, there's probably 5.3 million people in the country because you have to remember there's a lot of people illegally in Ireland as well. And that's it. And, 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 and I'm not having a go, by the way. I'm just saying those people obviously need no. services too. So, so they're, they're undocumented, as they're called. So, I mean, the population of the country in the last 20 years has gone up about 2 million people. And yet we still have the same services, more or less, that we had then. I mean, I only give an example there, going back a while ago, of Swords, for example, which is one of the biggest growing areas of Dublin. 
and Swords still has the same amount of police, the same amount of police guards, the same police station, uh, guard that they've always had for, you know, a population of 250,000 people in one small area. You know, they've got something like two, two guard cars. It's just ridiculous. Not, like, nothing, nothing, nothing has changed. Santry, the original road in Santry where they're after building all the... Um, Mm. Uh, skyscrapers. That original road was for horse and carts. Yeah. Sorry, you know? Nick, Nicholas, have you anything, just in relation to what Madeline is saying about healthcare, you mentioned healthcare as well. I don't think we're going to fix the healthcare crisis. Oh, gosh, no, not not, not in a year. No, and I think what, Mad, what Madeline, the example that Madeline is giving there is probably multiplied a hundred or a thousand times around the country in terms, and I think the one thing to be clear here is because it's it's very easy to maybe misinterpret uh, what Madeline is saying about, say, the, the nurses that are working there and stuff like that. This is the management of the HSE and the healthcare system. They are incompetent and not yeah. fit for purpose. Uh, if you sacked all of them and replaced them with nurses, carers, physiotherapists, you know, whatever, um, then we'd be getting somewhere. But they put in this, the, the, the management in, because I know people who work in healthcare, by the way, on, mm. in, in various sectors. And you, the, the stories you hear about these, you know, uh, managers, uh, administrators or whatever, it's just the stupidity is mind boggling. Mm. It really is. You know? yeah, I, well, I call um, them the folder holders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's. That's, that's what they do, you know. I mean, there's some great people working in the HSE who are working really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, Absolutely. but unfortunately, there's a lot of people walking around, you know, in civvies holding a folder in their hands who have no idea what they're actually yeah. doing there. And, and I, I know somebody who worked in the HSE not so long ago, and they were in a senior position, and they had 24, 25 people under them. And they were constantly telling me that they were just, and these were just all admin staff, by the way, not uh, nurses and doctors mm. that were under them. They were... They had uh, the, these staff members were coming to them and saying, "What am I going to do today? Um, I don't know. Just get some figures for beds or something for the government." And they get figures. They'd spend two months compiling, you know, an Excel sheet of figures of you know the daily beds or whatever, and nobody actually used them. And it was just you know giving people something to do. There's a load of people sitting around doing absolutely nothing, while there's a load of people yeah. who are understaffed. But look, thank you to both of you, by the way. It's a really good point to raise, Madeline. Thank you very much indeed. We'll come thank, back to we'll come back you. to that again, Madeline. Nicholas, thank you very much thank indeed. I've got to take a quick break as well. I'm going to come to John and Darren uh, straight after this quick break. The Niall Boylan Podcast. If you want to complain to the boss, just sit... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Niall is his own boss. So, sorry. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. The Nile Boylan Podcast. Let's go to uh, John. John, hi, how are you? Niall, how are you doing? Great, great. Uh, uh, Merry New Year to you and all your staff there. Merry and Happy New Year to you too, John. John, what are your predictions for 2024? We've had healthcare, we've had housing so far. What are your predictions? I've just scribbled down a short uh, list of them now in the the last 30 minutes. Excuse me, here we go. Uh, Okay. Uh, on the international uh, scene, global warming to continue, albeit at a slower pace than heretofore. Food prices, olive oil, pasta, etc., to continue their inexorable rise due to crops being affected by drought. We have this now uh, from Spain and Italy. We have this as official. Mm-hmm. Uh, the for holidays in Ireland to increase this summer due to horrendous summer temperatures in the Mediterranean countries continuing, and despite the government's attempts to suppress 
the Airbnb industry and channel tourism into the remaining expensive hotels that are not contracted to the asylum seeker industry. A slowdown in economic migrants arriving here due to widespread opposition to placing hundreds of testosterone-charged young males in small towns. And villages, country Although Roderick O'Gorman, sorry for interrupting, Roderick O'Gorman did say over the weekend that 15,000 will be the number next year for internet people seeking international protection. And he said that number will be the new norm. Yeah, yeah mm. well, well, I don't know uh, 15,000, uh, I suppose. If they're genuine uh, asylum seekers, uh, or if we need them. But uh, as far as I can see, most of the young men that arrive here, like, are not genuine no. asylum seekers, no. They're not. They're, yeah, they're economic uh, migrants, yeah. For, uh, with a labour shortage as it is, okay, there's a lot of menial, low-paid, basic wage jobs out there, and employers love them. And they're, they're there. But the reality is, how can you afford to rent a dog box in this town if you're on a minimum Well, well here's the thing I've said before, right? You know, diversity is a wonderful thing. And yes, we do need people to come into this country and work lower paid jobs. We have a lack of people to be employed in this country because we just don't have enough workers, right? Uh, For the hospitality industry, the retail industry and all those other industries that generally speaking uh, require people to work on minimum wage. But the problem is if you were allowing thousands and thousands of people to come in and work on minimum wage, and I have to say the unemployment rate is quite high for immigrants in this country, but if you're allowing thousands to come in and work on minimum wage, well then they're they're going to have to be subsidised by the state. So they're not going to pay any tax because they're on minimum wage, so there'll be hardly any tax paid, and we'll be just subsidising them with with supplements and housing. Yeah, that's exactly it. So that's costly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this morning I read that the uh, master of the... uh, the Rotunda was interviewed about bits and pieces, and he said some of his staff are commuting from Spain and uh, where else was it? France or somewhere uh, for a week on, a week off to actually take up their work because of the cost of living and renting in Dublin. Wow. It's probably yeah, cheaper, by the way. It's probably cheaper, by the way, to to live in Spain and fly back and forward at the weekend than it is to rent well, out in Dublin. To be honest so. with you, yeah, would think so. But uh, yeah. at times of the year, in the winter, okay. it's probably yeah. You know, okay, C- continue more. with your predictions. Is that your list? Are, are you finished? Is that your list? More and more. Oh, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, go on. Okay, the government will launch a major propaganda public relations campaign this year of more more openness, in inverted commas, in communicating to the public their dilemma when it comes to quickly processing illegal arrivals from safe countries, mm. right? Yep. And there will be an increase in gang feuds and murders due to the massive profits to be garnered from selling cocaine to middle-class Ireland. New North African gangs will emerge in this market to compete with the existing competition mm-hmm. and add to our own indigenous mix of dealers. So expect more warfare and more trouble, more And murders. more drugs. Exactly, yeah. more drugs. Yeah, cocaine okay, is an epidemic. A continuation in the shortage of, well, of social housing for Irish citizens and those lingering in direct provision centres who cannot afford the rents demanded by the vulture fund investors who are buying up blocks 
of new developments off the plans. There's one beside me where I live, and a vulture fund has bought a number of high-rise blocks off the plans. Yeah, well, they're doing um, that. They've been doing that for years, you know, buying whole housing estates, etc., yeah, off the plans. Yeah. Okay. rents, you know, in the region of three thousand euros for. Uh, okay. Anything else, John? Before I go to Darren here, because he's waiting patiently. Anything oh, else? Let me see. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> you have it all. You're like you're like Nostradamus here, but go on. <laughs> I am. Last but not least, yeah, higher summer temperatures in Ireland. Good news and milder winters making our little island a very attractive place in which to buy a holiday home. Thereby yeah, pushing I'd like, to, I'd like to believe that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, thereby pushing up the already sky-high prices of property countrywide. Mm. Oh, finally, or one more, the total demise of the Green Party once more. Ah, that's not going to happen. I wish it did, but it's not going to happen. This happened during the Berkey Ahern Greens coalition, if you're old enough to remember. I do, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, a few decades ago. But they arose from the grave, like vampire-like, and garnered votes again from... But they didn't get that many votes, in fairness, John. They only got 2% of the national vote. I mean, it's not an awful lot. Well, they got just enough to get the other two gang uh, into into power to uh, the coalition. John, on that note, listen, thank you very much indeed for all your predictions. I appreciate them. They're all quite good. Um, I might disagree with one or two at the start there about the global warming, but the, the rest, yeah, I'm with you. you know? Right. All right, thanks, John. Happy New Year. Let me go to Darren. Darren, hi, how are you? Hello, Darren. Hello. Yeah, how are you doing? Sorry, John was like Nostradamus there, wasn't he? Yeah, he must have a crystal ball, does he? Yeah, he, has all, he had all his notes written out. <laughs> <laughs> it was like dreams last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were good predictions. I just don't agree, didn't agree with his global warming ones, but the rest of them were pretty oh, good. Although, yeah. uh, you know, the Green Party, you know, disappearing, that's on my wish list, but I don't think it's going to happen. Actually, in relation to the Green Party, though, I've seen, actually, did you see the video of Eamon Ryan, what he said there last year at some stage, when he said about the rural villages in Ireland, should be sharing cars. Cars, I saw that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is he actually for real? Like? <laughs> yeah, they should have one car I think, for 60 people or something like that. They could share it. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, he gets off in the private jet. <laughs> I know. I know. It's do as we say, oh. not as we do. I know. They're mad as And brushes. in relation to the HSE, I actually have uh, good things to say about the HSE in relation. This time last year, I was in the eye and ear with a very bad eye infection. Mm-hmm. And if I went private now, I went to play a healthcare first because I knew if I went to A and E public, I would wait maybe ten, twenty hours. Yeah. So, and I said to you, one, I ended up staying for nearly a week in the eye and ear, having to get eye drops in my eye every hour on the hour, two oh, days right. for three days straight. Jeez, that doesn't sound I got nice. a bad eye infection called keratitis from contact lenses. Right. And the doctor in the INA said to me, if I went public, if I waited even another day or two, I either would have lost my eye or all my sight, one or the other. Right, okay. They say money so doesn't buy our they there. say money doesn't buy our health. It certainly helps, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> oh, if you have money, you can do anything you want. 
Yeah, no, they, I know. They say money doesn't bring... I don't see these cliches. Money doesn't buy happiness. Yes, it does. <laughs> of course it does. Money doesn't buy your health. Yes, it does. It, it certainly does. helps. 100%. Absolutely, of course it does. You know, because you can go to better hospitals. You can get seen quicker, generally speaking. The same with money buying happiness. When you have a lot of money, you don't have a huge amount of bills. So, of course, it makes you a little smile on your face. You know what I mean? Anyway. It probably buys health more than it does buy happiness now, I'd say. Okay. So, Darren, your predictions for 2024? Um, well, Very you quickly. heard day before the Christmas, um, the big war, and you see the pirates attacking the ships at that gap. What's that in the, is it Egypt? Where's the gap where all the ships come through to get everything to Europe? Oh, the Panama Canal, is it? Yes, yes. Yeah. And now that they have to go the long way, it's going to drive the prices of oil up, which means it's going to make the prices of diesel and petrol go up. Yeah, well, I did see Again. recently there, I, well, recently something that was ordered on Apple. Um, took four, three or four weeks to come and the excuse by Apple was that it got caught in the Panama Canal. Yeah, yeah well, petrol and diesel would go up to over two euro a litre again now by March, I'd say. I would imagine so, yes. At the moment, it's actually a little bit cheap. It's, um, well, I don't know. I see, I'm, I see there, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I spend most of my time in the north now, so I, I only got diesel there yesterday and it was 139 sterling, which is probably about, because it's normally in and around the same price as it is down south, which is probably about 155 or 160, yeah. It's cheaper than it is here, anyways. Yeah, yeah, one thirty nine for diesel. I paid yesterday. Yeah, and the suicide rate, I'd say, are going to go through the roof this year as well. But that won't be reported. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know what we're going to do about the oil and diesel situation. The problem with the oil and diesel situation, you can blame the Green Party on this. Don't blame the war in Ukraine, by the way. Eamon Ryan. It's all Eamon Ryan, yeah. It's, it's all his fault, yeah. You can blame the Green Party. Green Party, not just in Ireland, but Green Party's around the world. Um, because what they've done is they've put investors off investing in um, refineries. So there is very few refineries left in Europe now to refine oil. Uh, the problem is now is we have to import all the oil. Well, we, so we import it anyway. But most of the oil now is coming from places like um, India, Pakistan, China. And that's, so that's where the oil is all coming from because they have Yeah, lots we're of not buying it from Russia. But Russia is selling to India and then we're buying yeah. it off India. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. It's virtue signaling. So, uh, and, there isn't, <laughs> and there isn't enough refineries. There's nobody investing in refineries. They're all investing now in sustainable fuels which really are not worth the money, to be honest with you, if you ask me. It's not the answer. Uh, and and the they start is, producing briquettes, and now we're importing briquettes from Germany. Yeah, makes no well, sense. That just makes, makes no sense. Yeah, okay. Any other quick predictions there, Darren, no? Uh, not a minute, no, no, no. Okay, next government. Who will the next government be? Oh, uh, anyone but the Green Party. Okay. Thanks for that, Darren. Let me go to Sandy. Sandy, hi, how are you? Oh, hi, good afternoon. Anybody with the hi. Green Party, according to Darren there, Sandy? Anybody with the Green Party, yeah. I, I wasn't, sorry, I, I wasn't going to come on, because I, I won't deny it, I had a very bad hangover this morning. I could not even lift my head. Oh, oh my God. Too much last um, night, yeah. Go. Yeah, but it was a good night. Very well, good night. I'm sure it was, yeah. by the sounds of it, it was. Yeah. What time did you go to there bed at? Go. What time did you go to bed at? Uh, I think half two. Oh, good. Right. That was a good <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah. It's only my local anyway, but it's great crack. Happy New Year. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Let's see what 2024 is going to bring. Yes. Oh, my God. So what's it going to bring, Sandy? In my, in my own preference, I think that, um, right, with all the Catholic churches around the place, I, I can actually see them closing down because there's not an awful lot of people going, going to them as well. Um. Okay. They're, they're all, they're, you know, they're all going to be online, but they'll only be open for funerals, weddings, or whatever else, you know, confirmations and holy communion. 
Um, well, well, there isn't enough priests. There's no priests being ordained anymore. So well, that's that's, it. that's a huge problem, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's that's going to be a problem. But uh, with all the different re- religions around the place from outside um, outside Ireland that are actually coming in, if you have to be very careful how we say it, and um, you know, um, for them for the church's own protection, they will have to close as well. And you know, because with the lack of guarantee in Ireland as well, you know, they're going to have to close. Mm. That's the way I see it. Right, you okay. And what, open a yeah. few more mosques and things like that, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. But, but that's really it, because I had a load of other things. Um, and what, about, what about the government? What about the next government? I mean, there's probably going to be an election before um, the end of the year. So who do you think the next government will be? Well, unfortunately, uh, it's definitely definitely going to be Fianna Gael again because with a brown envelope on, underneath the table, it's going to be them anyway. <laughs> right, definitely. okay. Okay, you think and they'll buy the way into it? Oh, yeah. Things are only going to get worse anyway. A head tear and everything else. It's ridiculous. And, you know, as I said, with the lack of guarantee um, in years to come, I can actually see that uh, the army is going to be uh, patrolling everything. Yeah. The army is going to have to take over. I can see it happening, unfortunately. That's the way things are gone. And fingerprint, um, ID everywhere. And the government to know where you actually went to the toilet last. Okay, so you think there's going to be more monitoring of people, Sandy? I, I couldn't agree with you more. That's probably on the way as well. Sandy, thank you very much indeed. Look after that hangover, all right? Let me go to John. John, hi. How are you? I'm not sure about it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Have you got a hangover? No, you don't drink, do you? Oh, you do. Do you? Yeah. I, I, I do, but I, I just skipped it last night. Okay. I, didn't, I just wanted to clear head today to start the new year. Okay. So um, what are you worried about for 2024? Well, it's, it's uh, civil unrest. Yeah. Because um, we saw what happened a few weeks ago there in Dublin, which I thought they condemned the burning of buses and Lewis's and breaking windows and looting and all that. But apart from that, if you, if you can put that to one side, the, the bulk of the people that were in there that time were serious about what's going on, how this country is changing, how the people are not being vetted mm-hmm. properly come in here. There's too many people come in here. Society is changing way, way, way too fast. The government is an autopilot. They don't care about the people. For the first time ever, and it's been picked up, everybody is talking about us that I meet. And that's replicated in every village and town and city in this country about what's happening, the amount of people pouring in, and that the government basically are not communicating with the people. And look, let's face it, let's, let's bring it down to, to, to facts. They just don't care now. They don't care about communicating. I mean, I, I agree with you. What happened in Dublin, the burning of buses, and indeed, by the way, if Galway and Ringsend were arson attacks, we don't know whether they were or not, but if they were yeah. arson attacks, all that civil unrest or criminality, if you want to call it, is wrong and everybody should condemn it. But here's the yeah. thing. What's caused that is this division in society and this and the government have created that division in society by not listening to people. When you have a division in society, when you create a problem in society like that, there are always going to be a small amount of people who will cause criminality. Uh, they don't, they're not representative of everybody else. No. But the government no. are ignoring the concerns of citizens. And when you ignore you- people, that is the end result. Yeah, I mean, the previous cars have highlighted the health system there and all, like, and the housing or whatever. 
And that, that's not going to get any better, like, I mean, and that's, again, down to the people that are elected from within us. Like, there are people just like us who put themselves forward, right? They say, give us a chance. We'll give you a job, right? Okay, we'll vote for you. There's their CV. Off you go. Do the job like you in the private sector, anything. You get a job. You're supposed to do the job. You don't do the job. You get the door. But these people, uh, look, people are thinking very carefully how they're going to vote now especially in the general election, because that government will take us right up to 2030. And this country could be dramatically changed by 2030 if it continues on the path that it is. With this hate speech coming in, oh, exclusion zones that people can't protest now, uh, and fight for the unborn. Like, if that comes in, I'd be standing in front of a judge anyway. And I promise you one thing. And I spoke to a lot of pro-lifers out there, right? If they bring in that and they start criminalizing people for practicing their faith and standing up and, and you're entitled under the Constitution for peaceful protest, right? All bits will be off. We'll raise a bloody army if we have to. We are not going to sit back and be told by the government we cannot practice or pray for the unborn outside any facility. That's not going to happen. Okay, do me a favor, John. Stay with me for a second because I want to go to Maureen. Just quickly before I go to Maureen, got to have this quick break. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast, live, live every day, and available for download from all your usual platforms. Right, let me go to Maureen. Save me, John. Maureen, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. You yeah. and Karen and all the staff there and everybody is listening. All staff, all three of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everyone is listening. Right. And the idiots, we won't forget them. Yeah. Um, go well, ahead. My prediction is... Um, the implementation of the New World Order. We've been talking about this since about 2010. We knew, I knew, and a lot of people knew what was coming down the track. There was something coming. We didn't know what it was at the time. And it's going to be, as far as I'm concerned, it's going to be totalitarianism. And as Benito Mussolini himself said, all within the state, none outside the state, none against the state. The World Health Organization, or the traitors here, have signed our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. They're going to have complete control. They can call a planned demic anytime they like. Forced jabs, quarantine camps, civil unrest in European countries when all this is implemented. That's my prediction. And what do you say to people, Maureen, who will who might say to you, that's a bit conspiracy theory. Yes, I completely agree that we are seeing more control around the world of populations. There is no doubt about that. We're seeing yeah. governments wanting more control over populations. There's no doubt about that. You know, we're, yeah. we're seeing, uh, you know, body cams, all that kind of stuff. Don't do me wrong. I, I have no huge objection to body cams for the guards to wear body cams, et cetera, et cetera. But we're talking about facial recognition cameras on streets. That suggestion has already been put forward as well. All of that kind of thing. I mean, I understand that governments want more control. Um, I don't, I think it's wrong, by the way. But I do understand that, that that's happening. Mm. But when you say a new world order, that's just a phrase. The new world no, order. No, it's not Niall. It's the Great Reset. It's not the new world order. Actually, the first time the new world, a new order was ever used was by Churchill after World War Two. Mm, no, I remember. I do. And I do remember the, the, the term being used. Yeah. Yeah, in Dubai. Yeah, no, I, people don't believe this. And, and by the way, but I don't use. But I don't use the term. I I understand that. Yes, governments of the world are looking for greater control. And, and I can see that happening and I think it's wrong and people should fight back against it. But in saying that, I don't use the term New World Order because when you use the term New World Order, people immediately go, ah, ah, conspiracy theorist. They can go, well, that's the problem. They can go conspiracy theory all they like. Mm. The fact of the matter is that it is the truth and it will be a one world government. So the like of these goes and traitors up here in Leinster House, they are, they are not working for us. 
They are working for the likes of the there EU, the never, United Nations Maureen, and the World Economic Forum, the whole lot. Maureen, there will never be a one world government. Never. Because can you imagine some of the countries like Israel, Iraq, Iran, um, Russia, all these other countries who for years have not been happy with their own borders. Can you imagine those countries becoming under a new world order or a one world government? That would never happen in a yeah, million can, years. Because that, that's where the civil unrest and the, what, what we were thinking, we, maybe we were on the verge of World War Three there for quite a while actually. But we still are. Well, we still are. My prediction is it's going to be civil unrest in countries akin to a war, but war within each country and especially in Europe. And it's the fall of Europe. This is in the invasion of Europe, what we're seeing with all these men coming to the country, coming off the African continent and everywhere else. That was all predicted. It's actually, you'll find it online. You will find... Well, you can find anything online that I want to find. All, yeah. it's, but it's all true. But Maureen, what's going to happen in Ireland? What do you see happening in the government in Ireland? Do you see Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael getting re-elected again and the Green Party? I do. I, I do, actually, because I can see those idiots out there who, are, who have no clue what's happening. And they're the same idiots, the useful idiots, I call them, who are actually doing the work of the government right now with their political movement. Our churches are collapsing. There's now one bishop now has spoken out in this country against fiducia supplicants. But, but Maureen, you heard a previous caller saying the reason that the Catholic Church is collapsing in this country is that you're seeing attendances, mass attendances have dropped, plummeted. Uh, there's no priests anymore. They're not being ordained. Nobody wants to go into the priesthood. Nobody's really interested. It's not some sort of, con- like, it's not somebody behind the scenes pulling the strings or something like that. It's just happening. Well, that's their own, well yeah, well, that's their own fault. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's just happening. Right. So, so what, what's going to happen? Are, yeah. Churches are going to close down. There'll be nobody to do funerals, nobody oh, to do no. weddings. No, I can, no, they won't. I can actually see them going the other way because now, now one bishop, like I said, has spoken out. The priests of Ireland are on board with this blessing that has been sanctioned. You will see the churches filling up, but I, I'll have another prediction for you. And who's going to fill them? But, who's, Ma- but Maureen, who's going to fill the churches? Hold on a Who? second. I look at the church in Dublin that puts that flag across their altar on the month of June. Mm. That's a sacrilege. I am going to say, we have a flagpole here. There's going to come a day, and I'm telling people to watch from June 2024 on. We're going to see those flags on our flagpoles. We're going to see them inside in our churches. That's what they're going to fill the churches with. Because there are now two. They, Novus Order is new order. That's the meaning of Novus Order. That's the way they are heading. So who's going to be going into the churches? We're going to see all these blessings in the churches and we're going to see... Who? The people I'm talking about. The, the, uh, you know who I'm talking about. <clears throat> the people that want the blessing that can't get a blessing. Well, you're not, you're, but you're not, you're not actually telling me what it is, Maureen. You tell me what it is. Homosexuals. Homosexuals. That's what I'm talking about. Gays. Yeah. Gay yeah, people. They're homosexuals. No, gay. Uh, gay to me is having a good time now. Oh, well, I'm not going down that route. Okay, but I'm calling but, him but exactly gay, gay people. The majority of gay people are in Ireland. Young people, particularly, have no interest in going into a church. Oh well, that was so. Uh, but that's where you're wrong. You see, that's what they because don't, Maureen. Yes. Oh yes, because the majority of people under let, let, no, Maureen, with the greatest respect, and I know you're religious, and I don't want to dis- disrespect your religion, right, and your views. But the majority of people under the age of fifty don't go to churches, don't, unless it's a wedding or a funeral or Christmas. They don't go to a church. Yeah, they do. I see them in my church. Well, look at yes, the look at, go into a church on any given day and look at the average <laughs> age of people. It's between it's between fifty and eighty. Not on a Sunday here, Niall. No, that's well, not true. Well, okay. I see them in my okay. church. They're younger. Young couples as well. Um, right. We have quite a few, about three or four lovely Indian families that attend. 
But what I'm saying, that's my prediction, and I'm sticking with them, all mine. And they're going to fill them with gay people. Sorry, John, go ahead. Yeah, could, could uh, maybe Murray might give us and uh, the audience to have a few in the last and What's the uptake in the crib and Johnny Kilty and what happened and how did it play out? Oh yeah, this is before before Christmas. Yeah, and I believe Maureen, the manger wasn't put in; it was just statues put no. in. No, yeah. And did you talk to it the was. priest? Did you talk to the priest? I did. I I spoke to him in November, but no. on Christmas Eve, I now haven't spoken to him yet. But I will be. I took my own. I took. I bought a lovely crib. I saw a lovely crib, and it was in a charity shop, a beautiful crib, and I bought it for the Holy Family, and I took it on Christmas Eve, and I put it inside the main doors, just on the table, in the hallway there. The sacristan removed it. And we had a running battle in the church on Christmas Eve and he said that he got it from the priest to remove it. But I have to speak to the priest yet to see if they sanctioned it. And I still haven't got it back. Right. Okay. But you weren't happy with the arrangement that they had in the church, which were just statues. No, 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 no. no. So, so, so explain that to people. So there was no hay and there was no kind no. of... No, there was no crib, there was no, no stable no effect. Crib. Like we no. used to have a beautiful yeah, know, crib yeah. all yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, I, no. I remember my own church when I was a kid. They, they, there was a kind of arch kind of sectioned off and they'd have like papier-mâché around to make it look like a bar. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Maureen, Maureen, thanks for that. I, I, I'd agree with some of what you said, but I don't agree with the gay people filling up the churches. Well, anyway. that's my opinion. But that's the way the, but no, that's the way you're the entitled to your view. I just don't see that it's ever going to happen. I can see the way the church is going. I just can't see gay people wanting to go to churches, to be honest with you. I mean, some people will, but I can't see you suddenly deciding to want to go. Uh, thank you for that, Maureen. Thank you, John. Let me just go to Kieran. Kieran, hi. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. Happy New Year, Niall. Happy New Year, Kieran. How are you doing? Okay, oh, so, yeah. so Kieran, what, what are your predictions for 2024? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I've actually kind of been thinking about it. I mean, I've listened to that, what that woman is saying, and it is true that, I mean, Look, that whole situation, the riots and all that crack, is a long time coming. And I think what we're seeing is the country is going to start growing up in terms of security and governance and that. Um, we got to get rid of it, rid of that. Um, what you call a justice minister? She's not fit for purpose, and I think that's. Well, I, well, I can tell you. Here's my by part of my prediction, and I put it up on Twitter over the weekend. Not only will they not be getting rid of her, she'll be the new leader of Fine Gael, and she will be the oh, first female. And I, my prediction is, she'll be the first female Taoiseach. Bum. Oh God! Don't say them things now. Oh, I just did, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, what else I can see happening is um, this whole how many genders are out there and having to use pronouns. I can see that all being gotten rid of. I know they've done it in the UK, and I mean, I think just worldwide we're going to start getting rid of that because I mean nobody's buying into it. No, I think I, I think you're right, with, with the exception of America, who just brought in legislation now whereby um, male. Uh, biological males who identify as women can now enter women's sports and boxing. This is in America, by the way. Um, but with the exception of America, around the world, most countries now are rowing back, are doing a U-turn and all this pronoun nonsense. You know? So. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's quite dangerous, especially when it came to the medical is. field. And I was, yeah, Absolutely. Look what happened in Tavis. Look what happened in Tavistock, for God's sake. Young children being more or less, you know, uh, forced, or not forced, certainly coerced into changing their gender. It's ridiculous. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, listen, thanks so much for having me on. And look, I'm loving the podcast and it helps me with my social studies on my own radio show and that. So thank you so much. You're welcome, Kieran. You're welcome, Kieran. Have a nice and a happy new year. Thank you very much indeed. Let me go to Morris. Morris, hi. How are you? In the immortal words of Keith Duffy. Happy New Year, buddy. <laughs> buddy? All right, buddies. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah, it's just starting to rain down here in the capital in right. Dublin. I'm out working today, Niall. What are you doing? 
I'm out working, I'm a driver, and I put up uh, advertisements. I walk in out there on advertisements. Oh, what? Adshell? Or is it Adshell or one of those companies? That's the one, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They yeah. lost the contract five years ago, and I'm with a company called Chasey the Co. Okay, see see when you're putting the advertising on the ones that have the spinny things on them, right? That change, right? Okay. Yes. So you put the poster yeah. up. I've always wondered this, right? So do you put the poster yeah. up and then just slice it where the lines are or does the poster come in like 25 pieces? No, what happens is on the scroller ones you're talking about, you have three advertisements that are pinned together and there's a timer in the mechanism of the shelter that every ad is exposed for 10 seconds and it's on a rotator. Yeah, but yeah, but when you're putting the poster up, so do you put the poster... Oh, it's on a scroll. It's, it's, it's on a scroller. It's on a scroller. It's like... um. You like a big, a big, uh, you know the way you have kitchen roll on a roll? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, th- we have one six foot by four foot, and that sits on a spindle inside the shelter. So it's called... No, I'm no, shelter. I'm talking about but, the big billboards. Sorry, we're going off on a tangent here. Oh, I'm talking about, you know the billboards, okay. and they have those little triangles. There's like 20 triangles with 20 oh, flats. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, their pieces, their 48 sheets, six, yeah. Okay. They're all different sections. I don't do that. I do the ones in the bus shelters. All right. Oh, okay, okay. Right. So, Morris, your predictions listen, for 2024. <laughs> Go on. All them advertisements are gone. They're going now. They're going digital. You'll see them all going digital now. Yeah, they're so going to be on LED screens. Yeah. Yeah, LED, exactly. Um, I think 2024, I think it's going to be a game changer for Ireland. I think the people will come out onto the streets and demand the government listen to them this time. And I was listening to one or two of the people talking to you. You know the way Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael jumping into bed with the enemy to yeah. stay in government? Yeah. I think, I think Sinn Féin will run a constituency, uh, a person in every constituent in the country. And they'll probably get the vote off the people for um, a one-party a one one government. They'll vote them in. So they have no people that can pull the plug on them. You know, I think they will. They'll run. I, I don't know whether they'll the succeed. I, I would have said that two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. But I don't know yeah. if they'd succeed. In it. I don't think they'll succeed now. They're not as popular now as they were because people have seen through them. People have seen that they're the worst opposition party we've ever had in the history of the Irish state. So, uh, because they're basically just agreeing with the government constantly all the time. So people have seen that. Those who would have voted for them, the working class, you know, I think they've lost yeah. a lot of them. We've seen their polls drop. And as I said already today, the government are watching and they're going to make sure their polling numbers have dropped for three or four months consecutively and then they'll call an election. Well, they, they'll always throw carrots at the people. Oh, there's an extra 10 euro for your unemployment. There's an extra 15 for your carer's allowance. There's an extra 20 quid for the pensioners. They actually buy the elections by spending air money. But I'll be honest with you, one of the things that uh, scared me this year was I live five minutes from that Blanchestown shooting and killing. Oh, yeah. That went it's over the way Christmas there. Eve, yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, as far as I know, it took the police 20 minutes to get there. And the police station is what? 700 yards from the restaurant? Probably, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it just, it just, you know, and on the, on the greatest day in the history of the country, Christmas Eve, mm. and there's people getting butchered left, right and centre for yeah. what? Over Shot what? And you don't know. Yeah. Horrific, horrific, horrific. Uh, you know, so I look at the guards. They're, they're fighting with each other. There's, there's no communication between the guards. They hate the commissioner. He's trying to do a job. Everybody's turned against him. The government are backing him. So everybody's fighting each other. 
And now the people are fighting each other. I have an uncle uh, on Carol's side of the family. He's passed recently. And he would be a son of Ringsend, a very well-known man. And he was great. And he was the heart of that community. He actually went back to school at AC to learn Irish. And he loves his country. And he could tell you everything about Ringsend in Irish or English. So whoever done that or whatever happened, that's not representing the people of no, Ireland or the people not. of Ringsend. I might, but no, like, can, can we clarify here too something as well, right? Mm. You know, there's an yeah. assumption that the fire was set intentionally by somebody. Like, it could be purely coincidental that it could be an electrical fire. Yeah. It could have been done yeah, for sure. any particular reason whatsoever. We don't know. So, the, the, you know, it's well, wrong it's, to make assumptions. I've seen a couple of videos that were not very savoury up online talking about it and discussing about it. But there was a guy outside... And he says, I've been here every night. That's right, yeah, yeah, I believe that. He has a, he has yeah. a video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and know, he said nobody came in. He said nobody went into the building from the front because he's been there. He was protesting on his own there all night, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we had video evidence. But um, it's just a shame, really, that the people are starting to turn on each other. And I told you already, Noel, I've two years left to walk. And I think I'll be hitting the road out of the country. You're right. There's nothing to live for here. Yeah, anymore. you're right. You're right. Uh, I couldn't. I'd be yeah. joining you, Maris. I think I'll go. <laughs> I'll be yeah, joining I, I swear you. to God, because what? when I heard the story about the people commuti- commuting to walk in the hospital from Spain and France to walk in a Dublin hospital. But think about it. Think about it. You can get a Ryanair flight to Paris, you know, I don't know, yeah. for 40 or 50 quid. I don't know. I don't know if you can still get those cheap flights. I think you can. 40 or 50 quid. Can, yeah. yeah, if you're buying them regularly and you get your air miles and all that kind of stuff. You know, and like, mm. if you do that every week and went home once a weekend, you know what I mean? It's cheaper. It's cheaper than staying in Dublin. Where do you, yeah, where do you stay here though for the weekend? I don't know. I don't know whether they're sharing, house sharing while they're here at the weekend, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Or Couch during the week. House yeah. But right. I hope, I hope Ireland pulls herself out of the doldrums that we're in because it's very depressing out in the streets seeing people struggling. And like I told you, Dublin City is dying. It's dying on its feet. And you see it every day and it's getting worse. So I, I wish the country and the people well for 2024. And I hope your podcast goes from strength to strength. Because if it wasn't, people wouldn't be listening. Well, this is true. This is absolutely true. And by the way, that's one of, my, one of my predictions as well, by the way, is that the podcast will go to be Ireland's number one interact, interactive podcast. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Morris. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Um, let me go to uh, Tony. Tony, hi. How are you? How are you? How are you doing, Tony? All right. How's things? And a happy New Year to yourself and your team. Happy New Year. Thanks very much indeed. Tony, are you on a speakerphone? I am. Could you take it off speakerphone for us? Thanks, Tony. I can, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I hope you're not in the jacks or Sandy something. Bar. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. Uh, the predictions for 2024 is that the Irish government is going to start telling the truth. Okay, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Yeah, I'm being yeah. sarcastic. Yeah, I think you are being sarcastic. I don't think the Irish they government are, are capable. I don't think they're capable of telling the truth. They are absolutely telling blatant lies in our faces. And mm. we just, I don't know what we can do about it because there's no opposition. Yeah. Look, we're going to be dependent. It looks like on the independents. Yeah. Or to get votes, and there is some decent people out there. Oh, there is, but they're never going to get enough. They're never going to get enough votes to have any power. 
So well, then I don't know what the future. I heard Morris saying he has uh, three years left to walk and he's going to head off after he's thinking of heading off. And I think a lot of people are thinking like that. It's not nice. My, predict- my prediction is as well that you'll get more lunches. What are you eating there, Tony? Are you eating your lunch, yeah? No. no I'm finished. <laughs> I was taking the bits out of in between my teeth. jeez. When you get rid of it, that's what happens. That's why you can't eat popcorn and things like that. <laughs> right, okay. Are they your own, yeah, are they, are they, are they your own teeth or pretend teeth? Not on my own, thank God. No, okay. All right. Not so, on my own, thank God. So who would you vote for in the next election? It'd have to be it'd have to be an independent. I couldn't go with any of the mainstream parties. My conscience just wouldn't allow me. They are just blatant liars. Mm. And they're in our face and they know that they're lying. And they know that we'll and they know that we know that they're lying. Mm-hmm. And they still insist on it. The same as I heard the lad he was speaking about the pub that was torched down in just down the rings end and they well, don't... Now, to be, to be clear, now, now, before we start using words like torched... Oh, allegedly. We, we, yeah, we don't know if it was an arson attack. Yeah, well, torched, I mean, it went up in flames. Well, yeah, I don't went. mean it, oh, okay. it yeah. was purposely done. Yeah. Um, Could have been. And they jumped to conclusions straight away and this imaginary far right... Like, and I hope that's abolished in the new year as well if it didn't exist. Yeah, we should. We should. Uh, the, the term far right needs to be abolished. Like we don't refer to people who say agree with immigration as the far left, or you know what I mean. Or yeah, you know, or ex- I know, but but, but nobody yeah, uses but the they term. They are the far left, Noel, and this government is so far left that yeah, but they're entitled to their view. By the way, I'm quite. Ha- I'm okay with their view. They're entitled to their view, just like you're entitled to your view. You never yeah. have their opinion, then. Yeah. Yeah, like, and just get on, like, and have a debate. It's clearly delusional, but, I mean, it's, it's a view. Yeah, but just, like, they will not debate, Noel. There's not a politician yeah. come on your show and debate you and tell you about all the luxuries of having all these unidentified, uh, uh, but just, like, unidentified men being dropped in people's communities overnight. Mm-hmm. There's not one politician who has the balls to come on your show. No, and, and, and the, the more the more concerning part about, as I said over the weekend, uh, the media and the political parties all use the same term that this building was being set aside as a family hub for the homeless. And that, Noel, that's more lawyers. Well, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, by the way. If, if, but if that is the case, but hang on, here's the thing. Planning permission that it was single if, if that was the case, and it was a fam, inverted commas, a family hub for the homeless, right? Why didn't they communicate that to the people months ago to stop all this in the exactly. first place? But they didn't. Exactly. And not one, well, not one of those politicians who I've seen on the, on both on radio and TV all weekend and, and given little sound bites to newspapers and everything. Else, not one of them politicians opened their beak uh, for the last three or four months to, con- to you know, convey that to local citizens or had a meeting That's with local I'm citizens. Like, there should have been a big sign yeah. outside saying this is going to be for Irish homeless people if it was, but it wasn't for that. Well, I don't. And again, they they're saying it was, was but and they know mm-hmm. that we know that it wasn't for that. Well, but well, you, well, you know, you know the reason they're doing that now. See, this this story is now international. It's got it's on the BBC. It's been on CNN. It's been on everywhere, and it's been portrayed it's because of the imaginary far right. Now, I know it's been portrayed as far right burning down a shelter for homeless people. That's what it's been portrayed as. Yeah, no, and that may not Everyone. be the case. Firstly, it may not have been burned down intentionally, and secondly, I think the majority of people at this stage know that it wasn't a family hub 
for homeless people. That was never the intention. No. And if it and was, the, and if that was the intention, people. they should have been told that before now. But that hasn't been conveyed to the people. It should have been end. in the planning. It, it should have been in the planning application, mm. but it wasn't. It did say single units or something in the planning application. I, single I units is what it was mm. for single men. Well, I don't know if that means necessarily. And I don't for know where this men. is going to stop because. Uh, uh, but just like you have O'Gorman, as you said, he's going to be saying 15,000 is going to be the norm. Where are they going to go? No idea. I don't think he has any idea either. There's already about 500 people who come into the country over the last week and a half or so, uh, or yeah. since, since certainly since in December, and there's nowhere for but them to live. And nowhere for them to live. They're living in the streets. Pulling their hair out. Yeah. They must be just pulling their hair out, and then they're stopping you and me and all Irish people asking for a passport. What happens if we go now? I haven't got well, you could seek asylum. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'll get a few nights in the hotel. Thanks, Dad, Tony. Let me go to Dave. Dave, hi, how are you? This conversation is making me want to go out and get a length of rope. You know that? Oh, stop, <laughs> would you? Is, that, is there anything good going to happen? Is there anything good going to happen, Dave, in 2024? Especially with Nostradamus that you had on there earlier on. Jesus Christ, it's sort of... Oh, yeah, I know, he was very... In fairness to John, he was very organised. He had it all written down. No, 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 no. I, I, fair play to him. You know, like, fair Jews, but, you know, yeah. should you throw a happy story in there somewhere? Like, you know? Yeah, well, okay. Well, maybe you can throw a happy one in there. No, none of mine are happy. Oh. <laughs> if you're looking for happy, you're, <laughs> you're talking to the wrong set of the air, my friend. Right, okay. Um, so what's your predictions? Uh, I, listen, uh, healthcare is going to get a lot worse. Um, we're probably going to find out that the bill for the National Children's Hospital I, I can guarantee we can see that going over three or four billion. I was going to say four. I was going to say worse. four billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, immigration is going to get a hell of a lot worse. Um, hopes, I mean, look, one positive is we might see an election. That might be a positive. Oh, uh, it's no. There's no might about it. We will see an election. Yeah, you know. So um, it's, it, it's, it's entirely it, up to the government now. The government can call an election any time between now and February next year. And that's the latest they can call it is February next year. Now they would rarely ever leave it till the end. By the way, that's that's just isn't a done thing. So the election, I think, will be called probably in and around September. I'd say so. Yeah. Well, we'll probably have like Leo will probably step down. They'll put Helen McIntyre then up as the you know leader, the leader. of yep. Fianna Gael. And if if you don't vote for Fianna Gael, you're a racist and a misogynist because you won't vote for a female leader. Well, see, this know, is the reason. What the reason they do it is because Sinn Fein will be pitching Mary Lou as the first female Taoiseach. So Fianna Gael will mm. want to have a little bit of ammunition there. And say, hold on a second, you can have one with us as well. We've got a female Taoiseach too. See what I mean? And then, yeah, know, I mean, look at yeah. look at all the sexy topics that they're bringing out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, raise the minimum wage, give everybody sick pay. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll give you more money back in your pocket, times. I mean, you know, it's not like we've never heard that before. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to fix the health system. All this. I look. I, it'll be interesting to see. I could see it being a Fianna Fáil Sinn Féin um, uh, coalition. Maybe oh, with a sprinkling of a few in the. I know. I know. No, I know, yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. The next recession should be a bit of crack, though. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I can see Champagne will just bankrupt the country. You know, I heard one of them going on one day about, like, you know, uh, how are we going to put more money in people's pockets? Sure, what we'll do is we'll tax the living bejesus out of all the multinationals here. And then the guy was interviewing him said, well, what if they all decide to leave? A man had no answer, no answer whatsoever. Yeah. You know, so um, I know you will, but you'll hear a lot of, you know, oh, we won't go into power with them, we won't go into power with them. I, I do, I know... Another positive, uh, I def- I could actually see the Green Party just being going the way of the Labour Party, to be honest with you now. 
Could we not just could we not just get the Green Party and just put them all in a boat and send them all out to the sea or something like that? And they, they could examine the sea and look for, you know, signs of global warming while they're out there. <laughs> Do you know, I, I just find them, as a political party, the most irritating political party ever in the history of the state. Do, but do you know what pisses me off when I hear, when I hear him like, being interviewed and like as soon as somebody mentions, what about nuclear power? Why don't we, you know, why, why don't we have a look into nuclear power? Yeah. And immediately they go like, no, no, it's it's too dangerous and, and Chernobyl and Three Mile Island and Fukushima. And you're like, you're actually a bunch of fucking morons because nuclear power is the greenest energy we have. Yeah, it's cheap. It's, well. Yeah, it's, it's really cheap nowadays. I mean, you have reactors now that it just... Do you, goes, do you know how many um, people died in Fukushima, by the way? Uh-huh. Do you know? uh, oh, very, I don't think any, did they? One person. Or like a, a, very, a handful. No, it was, it was, was one, no, it was one person. He was belonged to the emergency services. <laughs> it wasn't anyone working yeah. in the plant. Uh, uh, nuclear yeah, power yeah. is a lot safer. When you look at the amount of people who have died in coal burning stations uh, over the years, nuclear power is actually you know, a lot safer. Yeah, we also have people who die from lung diseases from poor air quality. You have people yeah. uh, in countries where where they where they get the oil from. Massive ecological disasters. Look at the BP oil spill there um, a good few years ago. Yeah, you know, like you know, fossil fuels have done a lot more damage to the planet than than nuclear power has. But yet, unfortunately, nuclear power is as seen as as this evil thing that we should never talk. Like one or two nuclear power stations would provide all the energy we need in this country. So Absolutely. much so. We could we we could sell it. We could sell it to other countries in Europe. Yeah, you know? I mean, and, and but, a nuclear um, power station nowadays they have some of these. I can't remember the name of the power stations. These these small ones they literally fit in the back of a truck. Um, they're 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 and they they have improved them so much. The safety standards in them. I mean, when you look at Chernobyl, for example, there was a reason that happened. By the way, there was a reason Chernobyl happened. It was bad management. It was bad maintenance. It was a- it was a fault. It was a fault in the yeah. design of the reactor, but it was yeah. the, you know the USSR being the USSR weren't going to admit that. It also didn't have a containment shell orbit like most nuclear power stations have, and if it had, it wouldn't have even been half as bad as a, as no. this would you know as it was. You know, I mean, yeah. look, hopefully we'll crack nuclear fusion soon. You know, but but then again, they'll probably say, but lads, we can't be taking all that seawater to get the hydrogen from it. You know. Yeah, so well, I, no, I, well I, I mean, look, the French have a handle on it. The French, I think, forty percent of their power now is nuclear. So I think the French know exactly what they're doing, and we should be doing exactly. They've been the same. doing nuclear since. Yeah. They've been doing it since the seventies. Yep, I could, know. couldn't disagree with so. you. Okay, so we, we'll forget about the, the, all that nonsense about fossil fuels. Fossil fuels are really important at the moment. We should continue using them until we have something better to replace them with. Um, but any any other predictions, Dave? Um. Uh. Yeah, I'd say this whole assisted suicide thing is become going to become more of a prevalent conversation as the year goes on because it was really kind of it was starting mm. to ramp up at the end of last uh, well at the end of this year last year Glad, at the end of last year I, I agree with you the call. referendum is going to be announced but I can guarantee you there will be no referendum on assisted suicide before an election I really two, hope to two devi- well too divisive it'll be too divisive before an election no government is going to want yeah. that before an election but, but I, I to be fair like it has to be like with abortion or divorce like it, it has to be um, it, ha- it has to be done by a referendum. They, like I know they say, like they, 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 they can change it because it's not, you know. No, no, I, I agree with you, and I, and I think that's probably. I would like to think that's what this Oireachtas committee is going to uh, come up with. That it'll be done by referendum, even though that's not necessary. That it should be done by referendum. Also, by the way, I also believe there should be a referendum on immigration in this country. Even though it's unnecessary, oh, yeah. I believe we should have a referendum in this country to decide, you know, how many people we should be allowing into the country. When I say not an actual figure, but you know, a percentage. There should be a percentage, or there should well, be there should be have, rules. We well, we need an actual immigration process first of all. 
Do you know what I mean? We, do, we do have one, but it's been abandoned, Dave. It's been completely abandoned. No, Leo, Leo Varadkar I mean. the other day said, we're, we're not uh, open borders. That's what Leo Varadkar said the other day. And I, I questioned it on Twitter and I said, explain to me how we're not open borders. If you're from the EU, you can saunter into Ireland. We know that. If you're outside the EU, you can saunter into Ireland as well. There's nobody going to stop yeah. you. You just claim asylum. Yeah. So, and so, and you'll stay here. You won't get deported. Nobody will actually deport you in the end. You can be here for years and not get deported. So Ireland is open borders at this moment in time. Yeah, but, but even even thinking about like, um, you know, like, oh, are people deported? Uh, yeah, some of them. But we asked them to leave. Like, yeah, right. Hey, hey, guy from Africa who has no, you know, prospects at, at home in his own country. Is there any chance you might just get on a plane and go? I mean, come on. That's right. A guy wandered into the know. studio when I was in Classic Kids one day and we ended up interviewing him on the air. He wanted and he wanted to be interviewed because he wanted people to listen to him. He had a deportation order six years and he was still here. And in that six years, <laughs> he married somebody over here. And also was claiming social welfare. And I said, how can you have a deportation order, marry somebody and claim social welfare at the same time? How can you do all that? I don't even know how that's possible. Somebody must know. <laughs> because because he's living in Ireland, Niall. Because he's living in Ireland. But look, I saw a great clip there. I was flicking through TikTok or something. And it was um, I won these current affairs programs. It's on RTE. And they were talking about immigration. And it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Because a guy, it was like he was a black guy. His family came here under the asylum process. I'd imagine they were the genuine asylum seekers, you know, and they're living here now. They put down roots. Like, either he wasn't born or he must have been a child when he came here because uh, he had, a, like, a thick Dublin accent. And what I thought was brilliant about it was they were like, let's ask the black guy in the crowd what his opinion is. And instead they were all expecting him to be like, let him all in or, you know, feel bad for him. But he went the complete opposite way. He was like, no, your, your immigration system is broken. You shouldn't be letting in as many people as, as you do. He was like, I, I have benefited from Ireland's asylum process, but my family went through the asylum process the correct way. You know, and if they were told to leave, they would have leave. And he also said, he was like, and you hear people saying, you know, you should put like the people living here first. He's like, yeah, you should put the people living here first. The people who work and pay taxes. Oh, I, d- I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I did see the video. Yeah, I did. I did see the video. And what and what did they do? As soon as he finished talking, they were like, yeah, we'll come back to that in a few minutes. Yeah. You know, I was fucking, I was fucking delighted. Because what you should, they, they should have said, go on out, that's a big racist, you. <laughs> yeah, no, that was it. It was like, right, let's ask the token black guy in the crowd a uh, question. And then he said completely the opposite of what they were thinking. That was, uh, like, that was on RT's upfront program, wasn't it? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I man, I nearly fell off the couch laughing. Man. I was like, I was like, Jesus, like, that kind of torpedo down you there, didn't it? Yeah. It was down like the fucking Hindenburg. <laughs> Stay there for a second, Dave. Let me go to Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane, hi. How are you? Hello, Niall. Good. Happy New Year, yeah. Happy New Year, by the way. I believe you were sending in messages of you singing, by the way, which. I was, yeah. I was in work yesterday. But come here, I'm sitting here with my mother in law, and you know, she's had to tell me that you look like Pat Kenny. Oh, stop. <laughs> Poor Pat Kenny. Pat Kenny? Is that, is that a compliment yeah. or an insult to well, me and Pat Kenny? From the distance, anyway. Oh, from a distance. Oh, okay. So is that an insult well, or is it a compliment? No, she's sitting in the kitchen and the doors are open in through the kitchen room. All right, okay. So there you go. And that's a compliment, by the way. Okay, so somebody just said in my ear that she needs to go to Specsavers. Sarah, when you're finished communicating with your mother in the kitchen there, um, what do you think? What are your predictions? What are your predictions for 2024? My is actually nothing, Niall. I don't think that is going to change. But uh, I think, right, 
this is what I really think. I think the Irish people have gonna have enough of our government. And somewhere between now and the end of the year, there's gonna be an uproar. An uprising. And I don't know when it's going to yep. be, mm-hmm. but it will be. It'd be like enough is enough. Yep. And you'll have everyone coming out from the woodwork. Well, we're seeing we we kind of are seeing that already. With and I don't again, I don't condone criminality, but we are seeing that. All we're seeing, all we're seeing is people talking about on the media. Everywhere you look, it's in newspapers, it's on podcasts, it's everywhere, and everyone is talking about what's wrong with our country. You know what I mean? And Mm. there's no positivity in that. It's all negative. And like, no wonder Ireland is getting depressed. It's a depressive country at the moment. Are you depressed? The tour world country. That's what my mother in law said. Are you de- I, are you depressed you know, in Ireland? No, I just think like everywhere I go, somebody has like conversations and it's depressive like. And like I don't like being around negativity, I'm a positive person. Yeah. I'll turn it into a positive. You know? But like I think a lot of people need to realise how strong we are as a nation. And get out there and start fighting for their rights. Mm-hmm. Like, we're at the coming a long way. Um, and I think Ireland isn't, well, is not prepared for outside Ireland because other countries are more advanced. Mm. We need to be educated about that. And when you say, when you say we, fighting, what do you mean by fighting? Like, they seem to be like, sort of on the defence about the government, on the defence about this policy, that policy. Like, we need to educate ourselves more and get out there and do stuff about things. And protest. More so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. I think Irish people have lost the ability to protest, by the way. Yeah, but like, why? That, see, see, no, I think, you know, like, you know what's why? happened? And here's my theory on it, and Dave and Sarah, you can disagree with me if you want. My theory on it is, the days of, you know, the water protest, which was the last big protest we had in this country, which was 100,000 people walking down O'Connell Street because they didn't want to pay water charges, right? And before that, you would have had, you know, the, the pensioners went out and protest. Remember that big protest at one stage there? All the pensioners went out. Then the young people, because of their fees, went out and protested. Hundreds of thousands on the street. Those days are over because people now go on social media. They have their say. They give out and they believe that's my part now. I've done my bit. So social media has replaced protesting on the streets, sadly. Where, and it's not as effective. Um, you know, people give it, because all that will happen is when you give out on social media, the government will just call you right wing or nutcase. So that's, that, it just isn't effective. What's really effective is 100,000 people peacefully marching from Parnell Square down to government buildings and standing outside and saying, we want change. That's what's effective. Yeah, but Niall, we need to start speaking up. Now, like, I'm totally serious about this. We need to start speaking up and saying, like, it's not acceptable, like, the way we're being treated. Like, you go, well, we are, sp- we, we are speaking no, up, no, no, but they're, no, not, they're not listening, but Sarah. They but don't care. Not. All we're doing is taking and giving out about it. We're doing nothing about it. Like, people are afraid to talk when they're going into a hospital. They're afraid to question their own health by doctors because they're feeling intimidated. Like, you're talking about an embargo on, like, the HSE recruitment. There's nothing actually wrong with that. We have mm. enough staff. It's the way the place is being managed. Like the amount of money that's pumped into the HSE over oh, the years. 20 billion a year, yeah. Yep. Yeah, people say that they're understaffed and there's no bed. No, 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 no. They're not, 
They're not. They're not actually understaffed. Or whether it's not that there isn't enough money going into the HSE. There's a massive amount of money. There's a massive amount of wastage going into the HSE. Yeah, but Niall, I've seen. I work in the HSE. I've been around a few hospitals in regards to my job. I've seen management the way they've run. I've seen the many beds. I've seen basins. I've seen the way A and E has been run in different counties. And like Bowmount, like and I am mentioning Bowmount. That is a learning hospital. They should put a lump of sand text underneath that and blow it up. Well, I don't suggest anybody do that like that, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it's the worst hospital that I've ever came across. Like, dealing with anything. And that'd be the last place I'd want to I go. I assume you meant that metaphorically, by the way, can I just point out? <laughs> yeah, no, no, seriously. Yeah, no, I know, because you being, from a point of view of being badly run, they need to restart all over again, not literally blow it up. Yeah. No, no. I, know, I, get, I get you, and a lot of people do give out about Bowman Day and E. We had a woman on earlier on giving out about Bowman Day and E. Where no, her... You had that lady there talking about what, what was actually happening there to one of our family members. Yeah, she was brought into a toilet to give, to give them an anemone in the toilet. You know what? That is just not acceptable. That is really not acceptable. And whoever was responsible for that call should be penalised. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't give somebody an enema in the toilet. You just don't. No, or you don't, or you don't announce it in the waiting room. Come on inside. We want to give you an enema. You know what I mean? Well, come here. I tell you one thing. It's a hard I thing to say, by the way. Management didn't hear about that. Yeah, sorry, Dave. We, we, I, I mean, did you hear that call earlier on, Dave, where the woman was in I the waiting room? Yeah, uh, hey, I'll tell you a worse one. Every brother with special needs. Uh, he was blowing Clamell one time, and there was literally nowhere to bring him, so they had to give him an enema behind the curtain in the corner that was packed with other beds. Oh, no way. That's just not. And that was. That was not long after my dad passed away. So you're talking, that was 10 years ago. That's not even recent. That's unacceptable. You know, people have a right to dignity. And yeah, privacy. And you know, you, you imagine, you imagine someone with special needs, you imagine if someone with special needs comes in, you would be given a bad extra bit of care. Because, not even just because, like, he's a guy with special needs, but because he might decide to flip the fuck out in the middle of the corridor and then he could, you know, he could end up doing some damage. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So it was actually, oh, it was, it was actually disgusting. And to be fair to the nurses, um, the nurses were so apologetic. One of the nurses, I think, barely even had tears in her eyes. But, you know, they were like, "We are so sorry. We do not want to do this now. We've been looking around for the last couple of hours to see if there's a room we can bring them into, or a ward, or somewhere." And they said the hospital was just so packed at the time that there was nowhere else to do it. And that's because, of course, the services just aren't there anymore because we have an increase in population. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, sorry, thank you very much indeed, Dave and Sarah. We have to wrap it up on that. Um, there just isn't enough services for the people that we have in this country. We now have an increased population over the last 20 years. Now, my predictions, by the way, very quickly before we finish up. Continuous vilification of the right wing by government and media creating an us and them atmosphere, similar to the COVID divide between the vaxxed and the unvaxxed. Remember that? An early general election, I think, will probably be in September 2024, I think it'll be called. Helen McEntee will be positioned as Fianna Gael's potential leader to attract a female vote and an alternative to Mary Lou for the first female Taoiseach of Ireland title. These are my predictions, by the way. So for those of you who think they're going to get rid of Helen McEntee, forget about it. She's going places. You can only imagine what it would be like. Imagine a country run by Helen McEntee. We know how bad it is at the moment as she's Minister for Justice. Anyway, predicted to turn a Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael in the government in 2024. Probably the Greens in there too again. Anticipation of a no vote at the family referendum with the government blaming the right wing, which they did over the weekend. I was ahead of the curve on that one, by the way. 
Um, an expected push for a referendum on the right to assist in death after uh, the election. Now, that'll be after the election. I guarantee you there is no government in this world will want a referendum on the right to assist in suicide or assist in death before an election. The controversial hate speech laws will be signed in before the summer, uh, whether you like it or not. And they will restrict free speech for dissenters and they will also cause a chilling effect on speech in this country. But a potential Supreme Court test case regarding hate speech laws will be expected, I imagine, before the end of the year. So somebody will take a case to the High or Supreme Court. Anticipated arrests and charges under the new hate speech laws for so-called right-wing figures. Heavy regulation on social media companies with a possibility of X. And I said this six months ago. And if you watch what the government are doing constantly at the moment, they're blaming X or Twitter for everything. I reckon... Twitter or X, whichever you want to call it, will be banned from Ireland um, and probably the EU because the, they will push the EU to do it on the digital treaty in the next six months. And that's wrong, by the way, but I reckon that's what will happen. Predicted emphasis on climate change, scaremongering by the media and the Green Party, including taxes on parking spaces, fossil fuels and other elements deemed part of their climate fantasy. Despite a beautiful warm summer, it'll be portrayed negatively as climate change with usual doomsday journalists, we all know who we're talking about there, telling us that we're all going to die. I expect the resignation probably of Michal Martin as the Fianna Fáil leader and he'll move to a European Parliament position. Leo Varadkar will most likely do the same thing, setting, stepping aside to allow Helen McEntee in. Farmers, I believe, by the way, they'll eventually get a bit of balls and start fighting back against Green Party policies. Healthcare, I will think, will deteriorate even further because the population is increasing. The redress for the mother and baby homes, I, I, I imagine it will remain unpaid. There will be further delays. It will be kicked down the road again. You might have been reading in the papers over the last two weeks um, that the religious organisations are refusing to cough up the money. That's what the hold-up is. Worsening housing crisis with expected house price increases making rent completely unaffordable for private renters and buyers, especially if you're not on welfare. In other words, it'll be beneficial to be on welfare because at least then you can try and get social housing. But if you're a private renter or a private buyer, you can forget about it next year. Also, the Twitter files, the Irish Twitter files will expose corruption and government interference in social media, particularly during COVID-19, which explains, by the way, the vilification of X, because I reckon there's a lot of politicians and people in the know in this country shitting themselves in case there's an expose on the Twitter files and they find out exactly what was going on and there was collusion possibly between uh, the state and Twitter during COVID-19. I believe internationally, the war in Ukraine with Russia will continue. It won't get changed. It won't get any worse. It won't get any better. It'll just be a proxy war. It'll just keep going on and on and on. There'll also be an assassination attempt of Donald Trump, I imagine. But he'll be fine. And he'll come through it. And he will be the next president of the United States. And I believe Joe Biden will step down before the election due to health reasons. That's my predictions. Thank you very much, Anit. And if you have any predictions, please text them or WhatsApp them to 85 By the way, Philip says... Aliens from a distant galaxy will visit Ireland and be subjected to hatred from concerned citizens from Dublin who are on the dole and care passionately about the homeless. I like the way you wrote the homeless. Anyway, Rick Nolan says, why are they allowed to build mosques in Ireland, a Catholic country? It's disgusting. Well, there's a lot of Catholic countries around the world that have mosques in them. There's a lot of uh, Muslim countries that have Catholic churches in them. So I, I don't know why, why, I don't understand what you mean by that. Anyway, Patricia Hart says the healthcare is on its knees and the ignorance of entitlement by management is something else. Uh, the power of COVID times is gone to their head. 
worse is to come. Uh, tourist industry is suffering already in this country, which will lead to mass unemployment in the industry. It's time women report what is happening to them in their towns. Mark says, need a bigger cap between minimum wage and social welfare. Need a structure that helps those on minimum wage or low income to be able to access housing, not private rentals, but a structure in place for those on low incomes to actually own a home without needing a huge deposit. Antoinette says, welcome back. A bit of normality. Thank you, Antoinette. Uh, the gov- Kieran says, the government out. Jen says, get rid of the government. Someone else in Ireland says, that's their name on Twitter, by the way, or Facebook or something. Uh, Nothing good will come of this year. Hopefully we'll just survive it. Geltuck says, a new government is what we need. Skid Maguire says, more of the same destruction of Western societies. And Mark finally says, gas, ESB, tax to increase, more pay rises for the government representatives and a higher rate of assaults. Physical assaults, I think he means. Also, one of my predictions for 2024 is that this podcast will become the number one podcast in the country. There you go. But the only way that can happen is if you support us. Because we do have a plan. And I can't tell you without giving the game away to somebody who might be competing against us what our plan is. But we have a plan to make this podcast go into every single home in the country. It's a very ambitious plan. Uh, We have it all worked out how we do it. And it's not just online. I can't explain much more than that, but we have a plan to make it go into every home in the country. But the only way we can do that is financially, with your support, because we couldn't afford to do it. Already as it is, as I said already, we don't get paid. And, you know, the bit of money that we do get through subscriptions, and thank you to everybody who subscribes, and we put towards the light, the heat, improving the quality. For example, as I just mentioned earlier on there, there's a new camera there. As you can see, the quality is a little bit better than it was before Christmas. So all those things is what we invest the money in. We don't get paid. We haven't got, between the three of us, we haven't got a single penny out of this in seven months. Honestly. And as you can see, there's no advertising. We don't put advertising on the screen. We could, but we don't. We've avoided doing that. We may do it in the future, but only for an advertiser that's okay with everything that we talk about. We're not going to put an advertiser on that's going to dictate what we can and can't talk about. And they're few and far between nowadays. So we need your financial support. We have a grand plan. We want to make the show bigger. We want to make the show better. Within the next two months, and we'll be extending the show time. We'll also be extending the amount of shows we do every week. We'll also be extending the amount of interviews we do. By the way, we do interviews as well. They're all on the website in case, because we don't stream them every day live. So there are interviews that we do that you don't see streamed. If you want to see them, you have to go to the website, nileboylan.com. If you subscribe on the website, you can watch all of those interviews. If you go to Spotify or iTunes, you can listen to them all. And you can listen to them on the website as well for free. We don't charge you for watching this during the day. We never have and we never will. There's no way we can do that and we don't want to do it because we want you to interact with the show. And there's no way you can interact unless you can see it. And not everybody has the money to pay and we understand that. Times are tough. And we appreciate everybody. Even if you're not subscribing, we still appreciate you watching it or listening to it and telling your friends all about it. That's one thing you can do for us is tell a friend. But please, if you can financially support us, start of the year, a new year, I would ask you to do it. All you got to do is go to our website, click on the donate or the subscribe button. If you want to subscribe monthly, it's $5.99 plus tax. If you want to donate, you can donate a one-off payment on the donate page. You can do that for us, and we'd really, really, really appreciate it. 
It'll help us with a grand plan to put this show into every single home in the country. If we could do that, we could make a huge difference. That means your opinion would be heard everywhere. And we want everybody to have an opinion, no matter what side of the debate you're on. That's what's important, by the way. And people think that, oh, Noel Boyle is some right-wing bleeding lunatic. Not at all. I'm conservative, but I'm quite happy to listen to other people's views. We should all be open to listening to other people's views. You might not agree with them, but we should be open to listening to them. So don't forget, everybody who subscribes or donates goes into a draw every single day, and we give away one of our mugs. There they are on the screen. But we got a new mug now, and it has that logo on the front, the Nile Boylan podcast, and on the back, it has woman, adult, human, female. Because that's going to be an important slogan this year with two referendums coming. And it's also going to be an important slogan, generally speaking, because I think the world is changing. So please get involved in the show. Please support the show financially if you can by going to the website, nileboylan.com. And if there's anything you want us to talk about on the show, we'll happily do it. We talk about news stories, social stories. We deal with people's emails. We do a little bit of everything every single day between 12 and half past one. So get involved in the show. Send us an email if you want to. By the way, it's nile at nileboylan.com if you want to send us an email at any stage. Or you can send us a WhatsApp at 85 That's 85 And Elaine or Pete will give you a call back. Until then, we shall talk to you again tomorrow at 12. This podcast will be up online in about an hour's time. Have a great day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. <laughs> 